0: This is from The Message to Garcia, in one of BJ's books, Up From Below the Bottom. <clears throat> My heart goes out to the man who does his work when the boss is away, as well as when he is at home. And the man who, when given a letter for Garcia, quietly takes the missive without asking any idiotic questions and with no lurking intention of chucking it into the near sewer or doing aught else but deliver it, he never gets laid off and never has to go on strike for higher wages. <clears throat> Civilization is one long, anxious search for just such individuals. Anything such a man asks will be granted. He is one in every city, town, and village, in every shop, store, and factory. The world cries out for such. He is needed and needed badly. The man who can carry a message to Garcia. So what is this from? This is from um, back around the early 1900s when... um, The United States was having, was at war with Cuba um, in the early 1900s. There was a message that the President of the United States wanted to get to Garcia, who was one of the people that were leading um, the United States forces in Cuba. And this person, before they were Navy SEALs or anything else like that, was just asked, deliver this message to Garcia. And he did it without asking questions, without any, you know, well, how, why, why me? Why should I do this? Isn't this good for someone else? Isn't, you know, do, I, am the I, person qualified for this? He just, he just said, okay, and he just went out there and he did it. And he got the message to Garcia. Um, and he had to go across from Florida To Cuba in a boat with nobody noticing him and once again this is before black ops and you know special forces and you know the the Navy SEALs and all this kind of stuff this is before all this kind of stuff and he went before scuba diving all this sort of uh, fascinating stuff that we have now to make it much more easy to be a spy and he was able to go cross out through the water in in a boat go through the jungles of Cuba and find this person Garcia and deliver it. And so what BJ is kind of talking about here is the exact kind of person that we want as a chiropractor like if we're looking for an associate if we're looking for an intern we're looking for an employee <clears throat> uh, as a boss and um, I've hired numerous uh, you know people to work in my office over the years as massage therapists front desk receptionists, CAs I've hired associates I've <clears throat> and I've had over a hundred interns so I'm constantly looking for <clears throat> the best people to be in my office. And uh, this, is, this has always been in the back of my mind. Is, is this person that I'm interviewing going to take a message to Garcia? In other words, when we look at this person, I'll, I'll tell you one of the worst things to say during an interview is the word I I'll be really good at this, and I'll do this, and I'll make all this money, and how much money am I gonna make, and, and me, 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 and I I, 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 I. That's a really bad interview process. What you want to do is say, you, how can I help you? I'm gonna be here for you. I'm gonna give you this sort of service. I am this kind of person, and I'm, I'm gonna be able to provide you this. I am self-motivated. Uh, I will do it, I am told. I will help build your business. So even though you're still using the word the, the word I, you're actually using the word you in the sentence because it's all about the other person. So you want to get hired. You don't get hired by talking about yourself. You get hired by talking about the other person and how you're gonna help the other person. So the person I have currently as my who's working at our front desk, she is amazing. She's one of the best I've ever had in 32 years of being in practice. And that was her entire I concept was service. How can I serve you? How can I serve your patients? I want to be, you know, I want your patients to know me and to love me, and I want to be able to help you and make and build your practice and make you and you know take all the stress away from, you know, the stuff that you have to do. And I want to be the best that I could be in the time that I'm here. I'm like, Versus all the other applicants, we're like, well, I'm really well confident and I really need the money, and. Uh, I need a job, and uh, I like working these hours, and I like doing these things, and I, 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 I. and I'm like, okay, the, all the other applicants didn't make it, right? And this is the same attitude that we need when we talk about with our patients, right? One thing I tell uh, interns all the time is because I, we, we're constantly having turnover interns. We have three interns graduating this quarter and three new interns next quarter. So there's always the conversation with my patients. Of you know, oh, who are you? What's going on? Where, where are you from? When where are you graduating? Where are you going after you graduate? And they're always asking all these questions of our of our you know, interns, which is great. And I always tell our newest interns, this it, this office is not about you. This discussion is not about, nor is it about me, for that matter. It's about them. So when they say, oh, you're the new intern, yeah, yeah. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Canada. Oh, and then what you say immediately after that is, where are you from? Because my goal is that when they leave the office, that patient leaves the office, who an intern just adjusted, is they say that intern knows a lot about me, not I know everything about that intern. And I would literally sit down with interns and say, you're spending too much time talking. They don't need to know you like this, right? We got, our adjustments are five to seven minutes long. That intern may take longer and that's totally fine. But five to seven minutes is my goal for an adjustment. Because if you're doing anything more than that, I don't know what you're doing. Unless the person's in crisis, like we had a person yesterday who came in crisis, different story, right? Different story, you have to work longer, do more things, okay, got it. But for the general adjustment, it should be a short adjustment. It should be a brief adjustment because it's not the quantity of the adjustment that day, it's the quality is the present time consciousness you put into that adjustment that makes it work. And to me, that's delivering the message to Garcia, right? Because Garcia didn't stop and ask questions, didn't stop and and drink some coffee, didn't stop and look at Facebook, didn't stop and do all these other extraneous things. I need a nap, Uh, there's too many hours, you know? What am I gonna get out of this, right? How much am I getting paid, right? That's not the question that Garcia was asking. the the missive was, take this to Garcia. And the person who took it to Garcia said, yes, I'll do it. That's the same thing getting adjusted, when you adjust the patient. It's not, now obviously when you're in clinic, you have an hour and a half to wait for the doctor to watch you. Different story, I get it, I get it. But understand, when you're waiting for the doctor, what you do is have chiropractic conversation. Don't sit there your thumbs. don't sit there, look at Facebook, teach them about chiropractic. Because they ain't going to get chiropractic anywhere else but but with you. Right? So if you sit there and obviously you want to talk about the Braves, that's fine. This is hard to actually work with. To actually take a sip of tea. This is hard. But it's better than a mask. So the... um, you, you want to understand that the conversation needs to be about chiropractic and the conversation needs to be about them. So when you see them, one well, other question that I, I tell our interns all the time that we do not ask is how are you feeling? That is not a conversation in my office. How are you feeling? What we say is, hey, it's good to see you. Do you have a nice weekend? How to kids? How's that baseball game you played the other day? How was your golf game? Right? We, we, we want to remember these things. Patients really like when you see, especially we see our patients two, three times a week, they really like when you say to them, and when you ask them a question about something that they told you about, and you remember. And you know, I heard yesterday, one of my interns was, was, I guess, this patient that she saw the last time, said, oh, they're, they're having some sort of, like, I don't know if it was a wedding or going to some kind of wedding. It wasn't one of their kids. But how was the wedding? they went to, that's a beautiful thing to ask, instead of how you feeling." And you may say, well, but you need to know how the person's feeling. Trust me, they're gonna tell you. They're gonna tell you how they're feeling. But you don't need to be, that that doesn't need to be the first question. Now yes, in clinic, I understand the questions are right there in front of you. Rate your scale on pain from one to 10 in the first area of complaint. Rate your pain scale on the second area from one to 10, blah, blah. I get that. But that still doesn't have to be your first question. It might be the first question on the piece of paper or the the EHR that you're filling out, but that does not have to be your first question. The concentration should be, how are you carrying the message to Garcia? And what's the message to Garcia? Is remove the subluxation. That's the message. That's what they came there for. They didn't come for conversation. They didn't come for good times. They didn't come for laughs and talking about the braids and the weather. They talked about, hey, can you get rid of my subluxations? That's why they're really there. And yes, of course, you want to get to know them and you want to build this camaraderie. But the camaraderie is not about you and all your accomplishments. The camaraderie is about them and what they're doing and how it's affecting their life. And what's the most important thing I've found is that over time, you start, like they'll start to realize, even just a pain-based patient, hey, I couldn't pick up my kids, now I can. I couldn't sit on the floor, cross-legged and play my kids, now I can right? I couldn't drive long distances. No, I can. I couldn't take a walk around. I just had a patient tell me this the other day. This guy's got three herniated discs in his lower back, um, and he doesn't want surgery, and I don't blame him. And I've been adjusting him. And listen to this. See, using an activator is an amazing uh, ability because he could not lie face down. There, he, every time he goes face down, he would get exacerbation of pain. So align him while he's on his side, which you can do with an activator or a release instrument or something like that. So, I've been adjusting him for several months now, and he said to me, I used to be able, I would get winded and in pain just going down the end of the driveway. A couple of weeks ago, I decided to walk to the mailbox because I felt a little bit better, and now I walked around the block. And that's a huge thing for him. Right? That's a huge thing. And that's what you want to talk about. Not what I did over the weekend. Who the hell cares what I did over the weekend in their view? They might ask me, "What'd you do this weekend?" Oh, it was great. Hey, what'd you do? Oh, I had this wedding. I had this thing. I went, and that's the conversation should be about them, <clears throat> and that to me is carrying the message to Garcia. <clears throat>